Intergalactic Neanderthals podcast is a weekly podcast from friends Jesse and Jose. We discuss current events, cars, books, tools, technology, and more. Thank you for listening, guys. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Intergalactic Neanderthals. I'm Jose. I'm Jesse. Uh, today, we're going to talk about some of our tools that we've been using, um, other projects we've had. Um, I'll start. I don't have too many. I have maybe one or two, but the first one was the Decima Riding Lawnmower, just junk, cheap stamp deck, and the brackets, the major bracket broke off outside of the weld, I guess. The metal broke off, and then the the other one was the wheel, one of the leveling wheels broke off at the weld. Right. And you saw it. You you welded it, so. Yeah. I mean, you saw it. The wheel literally was the weld literally just popped off with the bracket. Right. And that one, I was just riding, and all of a sudden, I just, I felt a little bump. I was like, oh, that was weird. And then I realized that the whole blade was cockeyed. Yeah. So I was like, huh, you know, what was that about? And then when I look, I'm like, I think I have a wheel there. And then it, I think the next day I realized that I did have a wheel, went online, and I had to find it in the yard. <laughs> and it was next to a tree or something. Yeah. So I found it. And then uh, two days ago, I was I was cutting the grass, and I got like a quarter loop. And all of a sudden, I realized that, you know, the whole deck was just riding on the ground. I was like, is my foot on it or something? And then I stopped it, looked at it, bracket broke off as the leveling bracket over the arm that pulls it down. All right. So we took it back to the garage, see if I could get something to, you know, a couple of brackets to hold it up. And then we had that thunderstorm hit like right there, you know, Uh, driving this morning here, um, the tree like four or four or five houses down hit by the lightning. Oh really? You know, big huge branch broke off. It's big oak, and um, yeah, it got hit right, right, uh, right on the top. So, but um, I don't even know what welder. What welder did you use? Vulcan. Them? Vulcan. Yeah. yeah, Vulcan Omni Pro two twenty. Okay, um, I'll put a picture up on. Yeah, that's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I've been welding for twenty years. I've used Miller, Lincoln, everything under the sun, and you know everybody, anybody that talks to me that doesn't weld. You know, like, hey, man, I want to get into welding. What kind of welder can I get? I'm like, man, it's a, that's an open-ended question because, you know, mm-hmm. every welder has its own different perk and bad yeah. sides. And, you know, you can get away with doing welds with certain ones. And like, well, I went to Harbor Freight and I looked at their ones for like 79 bucks. Don't do it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I use them. I think I still have two of them. Um, is that the thick one? No, this is a little flux core, okay. 190 amp little flux core, you know, MIG McGunt or wire feeders, what they call them. Um, they work. I mean, you can do a lot of guys buy them for, you know, doing uh, like body, like sheet metal or like, you know, paint and body repairs, stuff like that. Um, and if you know how to run them, you can actually run them and do pretty decent little stuff. Like with your 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 lawnmower deck, I probably could have did one of those. The problem with their drive wheels uh, with flux core, it actually has the like if you look at a, a welding rod the gray clay stuff on the outside dirt stuff is flux and that's mm. what shields the weld as you're welding and what keeps the toxins or not toxins but the prosody and stuff out all the you know the bad metals and it pulls them all out and everything so in a flux core machine or flux core wire the flux is actually inside of the steel so it's soft so like like if you have a hard wire that looks like copper, yeah, you, you gotta cut that with like you know pliers or MIG pliers or whatever. But the flux core, when you're running, you can just bend it a couple times and it'll break off because it's got that mm-hmm. core in it that's soft. So the drive wheels, a lot of people crank them down. Well, it'll flatten out 
that wire and then it gets hung up and birds nest in there. So that's why everybody hates uh, it. Okay. So, yeah, and I've seen that. So like yesterday when you see me welding, I was welding flux core. I don't have to have gas with that. It's cause it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of like an all purpose deal too. Cause like you were wanting to grind off the rust. I'm like, nah, that flux core yeah. will burn right through it, you know? Yeah. So, um, and like I said, going back to the first part of it, people always ask me, you know, and that's always the one that, you know, I tell them, don't buy that. It's a piece of crap. You're going to hate it. You know, yeah, it's only 110 bucks or whatever, but, you know, it's not a good welder by any means, you know. But Harbor Freight um, stepped up their game on a lot of their tools. Um, and with the Vulcan, a uh, buddy of mine took a gamble. He bought one on an open box special for like 350 bucks, and we used it, and it worked great. And so I ended up getting one. My Another my buddy of mine that has an iron working outfit, um, they bought one. They were hesitant because, you know, they buy all Lincolns and, you know, Millers and stuff like that. And he's like, dude, I don't know, man. This thing seems like a piece of jungle. Like, I'm telling you, man, it's, it's awesome. You're going to love it. And he bought it, and we use that thing all over the place now. So, um yeah, that's what I used on yours yesterday was that Vulcan and and um I actually have a hood, one of their their I don't remember exactly what it is, safe safe arc or something like that. Their you know, premier welding hood. Um pretty cool little uh, little welding hood. It uh has where you can drop down the shading uh with you know, welding hoods. It plays a big factor of what kind of welding you're doing. Like if you're doing um like TIG welding on stainless, real thin stainless or whatever, you don't really go high up amperage. So you want to run, you want to drop your shade down where you can see because you can barely see it. Mm-hmm. And so if you have like a 12 or 11, whatever you stick weld, MIG weld with, you can barely see that, that fine tune, what you need to do, you know. So that one drops down where you can drop it down to a shade five if you want, which is basically like a pair of sunglasses or it goes all the way up to 13, you know, and it's mm. a pretty, pretty cool little hood. Um, I don't use it quite as much anymore because it doesn't work for what I've been doing, stick welding and stuff. But um, so what's that welding where I guess after the job is done, it's almost like you're taking off like a bark off the weld and when they take that off. Yeah, that's underneath it. It's smooth. That's slag. That's what it calls slag. Okay. So like um, any stick welding, you're going to have slag um or uh flux core like what you're doing when i had to go over the wire wire wheeling that off that's basically the the impurities in the metal and that extra flux and stuff covers that up so you knock that off and then it gives you your weld uh, your your, uh, ending result um hard wire you don't uh that has a like for a meg it's uh 75 25 mixture of carbon dioxide and argon and that shields that welding as you're doing it and there's no slag on that so okay um yeah because i've seen a lot of those on a weld porn where they'll do mm-hmm. the weld yeah and then they'll tap it and they pull it's like just yeah. pulling off the snake skin and then it's yeah. beautiful underneath so yeah we'll do it one, now that i have a spot where i can actually weld in my little garage area or whatever um we'll do some videos of it i'll i'll we can even do a little review on that vulcan um I'll show you the different procedures and stuff like that. And like you can TIG weld with the only thing you can't do with that is aluminum TIG weld because it doesn't have a high free start. Um, and that's when you get up in higher amperages and stuff. And that, uh, that's when you want that, that welding hood to go up higher because it gets very, very, very bright. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, like, uh, you know, you can TIG weld, TIG welds where you're, um, you have a tungsten, uh, tungsten in the torch and it's 100% argon and you're f- manually feeding wire as it's going through so oh, you have okay. long six wire and you're feeding it through and that's a lot of pipe welders and stuff like that you use sanitary welding and stuff like that I mean, aluminum most aluminum you do that where you have a spool gun um that does you know mig wire feeding 
Um, yeah, I've seen a bunch of videos like that. I've never done done brazing when I did HVAC work. Um, yeah. Um, and that's just um, acetylene and oxygen. Uh, some people do acetylene only. Acetylene and oxygen gets a lot hotter, so you mm-hmm. could do... If you know what you're doing, you could do the you know the joints quicker. Mm-hmm. I always leave a teardrop in the bottom. It's beautiful and stuff. So, and then I get of course you got to get the right sticks and stuff. So, um, I have my own torch. I gave them away. Um, I sort of left HVAC years ago, but I wish I weren't to give them away. But I gave them something that put you know put them to good use. But um, I I mean I could do you know full job you know in minutes while people are doing and you know ten minutes I could do and you know mm-hmm. two or three. Just because it's so much hotter to them, they want you know they're used to the acetylene, so they're putting it right on it. Then they're waiting. To me, it's just you know you're heating it up, get it pink, and then sh- and then it's done yeah. and and stuff. So it's it's always uh, different tricks, but aluminum is always something I want to learn how to do. Um, I think we're gonna do it. I'm like I guess I want to build a acetylene. Uh, yesterday, I want to build a bigger gas tank to have for storage for the um, for our um, our. Comp- um, not a compressor or a emergency generator. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to just have a little, you know, a bunch of little five gallon tanks. I want to have, you know, a 10 or 15 gallon one and put it in the back of the car and go to the gas station, fill it up, have an actual gas cap or whatever. Yeah. And then have that um, put in the garage. And then when, as we need gas, just, you know, pump it over or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we'll probably do a video on that. You just tell me what I need and we'll do it. But yeah, I have I have another weld machine. It's um in my storage out or my shed out there. It's a uh, starts with an L and I can't think of the name of it. Longevity. It's a Longevity 200 DX, I think. And it's a stick welder aluminum or a stick welder and a TIG welder, but you can weld yeah. stainless aluminum, titanium, whatever you want with it. Yeah. Um, and talking about Harbor Freight, um, I mean, most of me and most of my friends and you've said it that. I'd rather get tools there, and they've gotten a lot better. I say in the last five years, you know, oh yeah, something they I don't know they got better vendors or their their vendors got better. But it used to be where I I just get all my you know my uh, starting tools there because they were cheap, mm-hmm. and if they broke, I was like, well, I paid literally a tenth of the price for this. Right, I could afford another one or. You get your cheap tools, and then you make the money back. You cover that cost, and then once you start making good money with them, then you upgrade later if you want to keep doing whatever job you're doing or you know career or whatever. So right, um, I've done that also where you know like okay, I really am gonna you know I'm gonna need a better miter saw you know mm-hmm. so I got an actual you know good not just a name brand but a good high quality build and um, and I've upgraded but I've I've gotten tons of stuff. The only one that I used that broke quickly was a big impact um driver and it was it was electric it wasn't uh, pneumatic and i had a big car i was stripping apart and i used it to take all the big bolts off and no joke the last one um i broke you know i broke loose the last um frame bolt or something in the back and then right after that as, as it's breaking loose it got it just enough loose and then it went back to the hammer and again it went spun out engine died or whatever <laughs> yeah. or solenoid you know burned out but it did the job it cost you know 29.99 yeah and it did all the work i needed to do made money off the parts off that car and then i got rid of the frame you know sold it to a uh, junker so it was did its job but um that's kind of what their tools and a lot of them still are is they're basically like a big lighter of tool companies like like uh, when i would build flatbeds and stuff like that i would go buy their 12.99 high volume paint 
you know, yeah. uh, uh, paint gun. Yeah. And the lady would ask me, do you want to buy the two-year warranty for this? Like, no, ma'am. Whenever I get done with this paint job, I'm going to take this thing and throw it in the trash. Yeah. And she's like, why? I'm like, because it's not going to work after that. Yeah. And it's probably not going to work all the way through this. So I should probably yeah. buy two while I'm here. Yeah. And then, you know, she's like, well, what do you do yeah. if you need to get another one or you do another job? I'll come in and buy another 1299 yeah. paint gun. You know, they're yeah. like. And you could do that if you're doing side work. You could go, hey, I got to get a certain job or a certain tool. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, just, it's part of the cost. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I don't know you're talking about the high volume, low output. Yeah, or something low pressure, yeah. something. Uh, uh, I did that. I did a, a cabinet job like that, and it literally was, you know, two gallons of paint. And then by the time I was done um, doing primer and paint, and the last one, it, it barely painted the last one. The motor was already dead. You <laughs> yeah. know, and I felt bad. Yeah. But I was like, well, I mean, it, it, like you said, it was like twenty bucks. Yeah, paint cost more than the actual yeah. tool. But I did a um, like their their Bauer. I think it's Bauer is their their new high end electric tool kit stuff and um i was working on my truck uh doing the rear end on it and the kid that i was that was helping me do it at the mechanic shop that let me use his place was like oh man i got electric impact that thing will take that right off and i said okay cool let me see it i have my ryobi stuff up in the up in the toolbox i'm like all right i don't have to get up and get his i'll you know i figured he's gonna bring me milwaukee or makita or something like that and he brings one of those bowers i'm like all right i'll give it a shot and sure enough i'm and it's just a half you know uh, a half inch bolt you know yeah and i'm I'm like yeah this thing ain't gonna work so i get in there and i go get my rabbit you know so and what i've learned from a lot of them is you can buy four of the same tool from Mm -hmm. them and three of them won't work, and one of them work perfect. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's like, yeah, let me just keep exchanging this one until I get one that yeah. works good. You know, and and but they are stepping their game up a lot. And like I said, Harbor Freight, if you want to uh, give us a sponsorship, yeah. you know, we'll, or an affiliate uh, discount code or something, mm-hmm. we'll do it. But uh, we, I mean, um, I, I uh, I've done. Um, I know friends that have got the thirty, forty thousand dollars in the Snap On or Mako or mm-hmm. Matco, whatever. And uh, at at the end, they're like, I never remember money back. You know, the interest rate keeps you going. And oh, yeah. once something, you know, you, you get that big toolbox. And a lot of lot of uh, mechanics now, or a lot of shops now, uh, dealerships are giving you a toolbox. So, mm-hmm. like, you put all this money into a toolbox because you're working at a, uh, you know, independent shop or something. And then you get the itch to work at a dealership and you show up and they're like, here's your toolbox. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, now I'm gonna yeah. pay to store my old toolbox. Yeah, most people still bring their toolbox and put it somewhere in there. But yeah, yeah, it's like, what do I do with my thirty thousand dollar toolbox? And yeah. people are like, you can, you don't pay that much for a toolbox. Like, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. Some of them have. I mean, yeah, they're secure to, for all your tools. Some yeah. some mechanics have a hundred thousand dollars worth of tools. You know, I know a guy that had a hundred grand just in the box. Yeah, I mean, it was huge. I mean, it was like forty foot long and had yeah. cabinets and yeah. Bluetooth speakers and stuff in it. But I was like. That's ridiculous. I just yeah. need a thing to hold my tools, you know. That's like that old meme that's going around that shows this old, like, Chevy, you know, 2500, you know, work van. And it says, this is what people think a rape van looks like. <laughs> this is what one really looks like. And it's a snap-on truck, you yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yes, it is, yeah. you know. <laughs> I remember I worked at a place where the snap-on guy ripped off a guy so bad. Like, he sold him a used box uh, way over. And it was, you know, because with the snap-on people, you could sell them your old stuff or mm-hmm. if... I don't know if you sell you sell it to them as like consignment or they just have used stuff from getting it repoed because you can't mm-hmm. get your tools repoed. Oh, yeah. And he sold them a used box way over used value or something, almost like the cost of a new. And it was a younger mechanic. Mm-hmm. So he just, he wanted his own toolbox. Shot former found out and says, you're not coming back to my, my lot ever again. And that lasted like a year or two, but 
He said he lost his tools money. broken. He needed to snap on guy back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean that's a cool thing with snap on. You have lifetime warranty. Yeah. Uh, I broke a bit, and I was like, well, well, gotta buy a new bit. And the guy goes, no, just go to the snap on because I bought it from the snap on guy. Yeah. Like, no, when the snap on guy shows up next Wednesday, go up to him, go, hey, your bit broken. He'll give you a new one. Yeah. If you don't get you one yeah. that way, go have you another one. Yeah. That was a good part yeah. about them. But unfortunately, you paid seven times the amount. Yeah, you I would paid for... ten dollars for you know three bits or four bits or something, and yeah. yeah. But, um, no, yeah. I mean, I bought a bunch of stuff from Harbor Freight and, and stuff like that, and it's fine. And one thing I didn't know about the tool guy, um, one of my buddies I grew up with, he actually um, became a Snap-on guy and started uh, coming to the place that I was working at. And um, he was telling me how hard it was to get into it and how much money it cost and everything. I'm like, what do you mean it costs that much money? He's like, all these tools on here I had to buy. He's like, yeah. I have to buy these. And he's like, so when people don't pay me, that's yeah. coming out of my pocket. Yeah. And it's like, why are we repost? I was like, I didn't. I thought like you guys yeah. were just salesmen. You know? yeah. He's like, no, we have to actually buy all this and stuff. And the truck is yours. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So yeah. that kind of gave me a little more respect for him or whatever. But yeah. I don't know. I've always been the. It works. I mean, it's a sales job. All sales jobs work. It's just whether or not you're a good salesperson or not. Um, yeah. Another one. Um, um, I mean, for HVAC, you go to the stores and stuff. Those are sales jobs, but um, there was one company where the plumbers, and I worked there, where the plumbers had to pay for the van, the parts on the van, and to use the van, like mm-hmm. out of their salary, out of their hour. Mm-hmm. So let's say in a month, like you bring in like $30,000, and you're like, man, I made thirty grand this month. And they're like, well, no, you got to pay for the parts, and then you got to take the cost of the van off. So at the end... Like out of thirty grand, they're probably making you know like eight thousand or something. Like yeah, you know, so they they knew they had a certain amount of money they had to make, so they that they could pocket home a good amount. So yeah. I don't believe in that. Well, you're you're saying that um, one of the guys we want to get on the podcast soon if I can get a hold of him once we get set up more. Um, I think he'll definitely come on here, but he's a deputy sheriff in Hillsborough County, and I think he started in the late '60s, maybe early '70s. But um, we worked together in uh, private security, and he was telling me you know he, he's a this guy's got stories that are just crazy. And he was telling me about his car that he bought when he became a cop. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like your personal car? He goes, no, my cop car. And I'm like, you had to buy your own cop car? He goes, yeah. He goes, you had to buy your own gun and everything. They didn't give you anything. He's like, the only thing they give you is like a uniform. And sometimes yeah. you had to buy those. And he said, yeah. so yeah, your gun and everything, your car. He's like, so that's we we bought all the Dodges with the 440 and a six pack in them. And I forget what model it was, the Diplomat or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, I was like, that's crazy. He goes, yeah, they didn't give you nothing back then. They didn't. He's like, when I first started, he goes, I had this whole entire quadrant of Hillsborough County by myself. And it was like ungodly uh, amounts of yeah. space. And it was, you know, pretty, uh, you know, growed up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't like he was, you know, doing 10 houses. It was yeah. a metropolis, you know yeah. what I mean? And he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, you get a call. You'd have to drive 45 minutes or something to get to it sometimes, you know. And he's like, yeah, you had to buy all your own cars and everything. He's like, we used to all the bootleggers and stuff like that we get them to hop our carburetors and stuff up and make our cars fast where we could yeah. run down the you know run down the criminals and yeah. stuff like that you know i was like i had no idea it was like that you yeah, know i always cool. just assumed that yeah. you know they gave you a car yeah when i um i wanted to get the car sales and that's a good thing you don't have to buy any of them but you do have a certain number that you have to sell like even if you don't make money so to keep your job you got to have so many sales and then for you to make money, you got to have so much profit off of them. But right. there's sometimes you go close to the end of the month and they haven't made those sales. That's that's the best time to buy a car. Mm-hmm. End of the year, end of the month um, is the best time you get the best deals. Sometimes the beginning of the year, 
is uh, or beginning few months of the year is because they got a bunch of old stock and nobody wants it. Yeah, you could even get a two year old brand new car. Yeah, income tax season is the worst time to buy one because yeah. they, they know everybody's yeah. got money, so yeah. they jack the prices way up. But yeah, I worked at a place where the the it was a younger sales guy. He goes, "This is my last month doing sales. I need to sell three cars, call all your friends and stuff." And I was like, "I know somebody that needs a car. You know, it's a used car." And he goes, "Yeah, bring her by here. Bring them by, whatever." And um, came by and gave her the car, like right at whatever they paid for. And I, I need floor mats. I'll give you floor mats. And he just needed that car to check off. And mm-hmm. then, because I guess after he did that, he gets so much percentage of his of his sales and made some more money, got that paycheck and was gone. Like the next month, he barely did anything. He was gone like, you know, five or six days he was gone. So, but in parts, I've worked in place where it's commission, some place where it's not. And I always work the same. I always work as hard as I can. You yeah. Know? And, but um if i was 100 percent commission and i start seeing people stealing your numbers well they'll log in and redo the whole ticket under theirs I'm yeah like, oh that's when you get fights mm-hmm. like you're just taking a thousand dollars out of my paycheck you know or less than that or whatever mm-hmm. um but um I looking at your shirt i'm thinking of ryobi tools i use a lot of their tools oh yeah me too yeah. uh when i was, was probably 2004 or five somewhere around there maybe even six uh a buddy of mine um did remodels construction stuff and got in a contract with doing windows uh new window installs and and you know it was all pre-existing houses like you know lived in houses and we didn't it's very hard to get into the new houses because that's the easiest to do and you can do Mm -hmm. a bunch of them but he bought uh makita the whole outfit you know Mm. 10 12 batteries the whole thing you know and immediately started tearing up you know and it, it just is what it is could have got a bad batch you know yeah. he's like man this is crap went to milwaukee same exact thing went to dewalt paid way big money yeah, for all that DeWalt's stuff is super and expensive. it was just we were just tearing everything up like crazy i said dude stop it buy a ryobi man i'm telling you right that's nice junk man that's flea market stuff blah 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 i said dude i'm telling you man i got ryobi stuff and it works got ryobi stuff never had a problem yeah. out of it you know and it's third of the price of everything else yeah. you know and i'm and ever since then i've always bought ryobi i had a ryobi grinder four and a half inch grinder that I can't tell you how much stuff I built with that little four and a half inch grinder. And yeah. I actually still have it. It barely turns, yeah. but it still does it's work, still, you yeah. know? And, oh yeah. And, um, I worked with a guy that, um, he was switching jobs from tow truck to, um, I guess like handyman, but for, for companies, not just for, you know, right. Residential, just for commercials. And he bought a whole Ryobi kit. No, he bought a DeWalt kit for five fifty, mm-hmm. And then same thing started falling apart. They gave him a brand new one, and he never even opened it because by that time, he goes, I can't wait a week, whatever, to get yours. So he bought Ryobi kit. He goes, man, these things work. Yeah. You know, and they're all the same battery. He goes, I just bought two extra batteries, and it was under 300. It was like 270 for the kit that, you know, the extra batteries or the extra batteries or the double charger and all that. Yeah. Um, he goes, it all is the same battery, and it works like every day. Yeah. Like, you know. And, That's the and, thing. My dad, he, he's he got a got a couple of ryobi things and he's like oh i bought this but i, I can't use any of your batteries I said, yeah you can he said well it don't look like your batteries I said, it's the same thing you yeah. know and that's the bad part about dewalt makita and all them is they're always changing they their changed, battery technology yeah. and the way they connect yeah so you can have an entire toolkit that doesn't work yeah. <laughs> with your batteries yeah. you know and they're always oh this battery is lithium ion alkaline yeah. something 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 yeah. so you got 30 batteries that don't work for nothing anymore yeah. you know and, yeah like i noticed your battery and your ryobi like oh this one looks different than mine i think it's just fatter like they yeah. just changed the design it's a little thinner but same battery yeah. well it's a more a battery life like that one's a they're all 18 volt 18 plus one i yeah. think is ryobi's but it's got like a four eight four amp hour or something like that yeah, i don't really okay, know all okay. that technology but um and we were, cool. yeah 
they, yep. they really all are. I'm going to get a trimmer. Um, mm-hmm. I got a, a little circular saw. I got a Ryobi. It's not battery. It's power um, miter saw. I got uh, the drill. I got um, something else. I got a Ryobi Bluetooth radio, and that thing goes everywhere I go. I yeah. can't work without music, man. I, I just, I start, especially when you're welding, I start going into, like, hallucinations under that welding hood all day long. Oh, like, yeah. Most of the job sites, you, you know, construction job sites you go to, they don't want you. OSHA doesn't want you to have any kind of fun there whatsoever. So <laughs> you can't have radios. You can't have ear, they call earbuds it a in. distraction, but, yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah. And, um or you can't hear the alarms if the building catches on fire if you have your radio, you know, or you can't hear the forklift that's trying to run you over the front end loader, blah, blah, blah. Like, let's forget about the 40 other pieces of machinery that are going beep, beep, yeah. beep all day long. Yeah. But my radio being right here, that's going to yeah. cause the whole place to go under, you know. Yeah, but, I listen to podcasts all day at work, um, even mm-hmm. though I'm working from home. But um, I mean, to segue, to, to follow us and uh, subscribe and follow, um, what is it, uh, um hit the icon and what is it uh, all, all the podcast stuff um and youtube just keep doing it but um yeah i can't i have to listen to i switch between music and podcasts because eventually the podcasts get boring and people talking and stuff and yeah. sometimes you can tell people just don't want to be there or they hate each other they, hate, they don't know the guests at all yeah it's my best friend blah 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 from this podcast and you can tell they have never met each yeah. other joe rogan had the one where he had he's the blonde guy he was on grandma's boy i can't think it was nick swartzen i think is his name yeah, yeah. he had him on there and like yeah, it, was it was complete yeah. He, he just didn't like his comedy yeah, yeah at all like he was yeah it <laughs> was funny was, i was yeah. like i figured they would have clicked pretty good but yeah. apparently not because that guy's hilarious yeah yeah he didn't like his i saw that one I, I had to stop he didn't like his comedy but yeah then i'll switch back to music and then podcast back and forth mm-hmm. but um when i was in parts we used to have a radio and like yeah they said that we can't hear the phone call because the radio that was on volume two, which you could barely, it was just, it was like white noise, just enough where you don't go crazy. So now we get to sit and either wait for a tech to come up or we just hear nothing mm-hmm. except for farts. <laughs> you know, wait <laughs> yeah, for a phone call. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I mean, the, the speakers were there. They were just disconnected. He goes, they, we could connect them right now. It'll be the same radio they're playing out there. He goes, but. Yeah. whoever osha like or, if you cut my radio off you're gonna hear yeah. one thing conspiracy theories yeah. and i'm gonna take <laughs> yeah. it into very far deep yeah dark space about yeah. it all and you're gonna want that radio back <laughs> yeah. that's, and, uh, that's what i always do that's what i want to talk about uh, um we're almost done today to wrap up but i got an episode coming up we're going to talk about our favorite fake conspiracy theories or the ones that either the bunk or the ones we knew was fake uh because a lot of those were just funny to listen to. <laughs> like, yeah. did you know that this is this? And we're like, mm-hmm, sure thing. You know? <laughs> yeah. Even though you believe in conspiracies, but some people just go crazy. So, Speaking of, did you see, I think it was this week, um, where the lights showed up over Houston and Miami? Uh, did, yeah, did I don't know. What, I don't even know. What that, it's Miami. It could be cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the guy was like filming. He's like, here's my hand. Here's my yeah. house. Here's my apartments. This yeah. is not fake. This you know, you get yeah, so it, did, uh, it looked and like then, a bunch of drones the way they were moving. Because you could see them warming up, getting the the things and and all the blades synced, and then um, again, I'm just I'm not a big alien person. Yeah, me neither. But it's like it's hard. I saw that I was like, this is either fake or, and then I saw it. I was like, oh, I think they're drones because they were all flying in unison. And then when it they said, oh, it's split, and I was like, no, they just turned their lights on. Like now they're going to the yeah. Like to me, it's like, what are they doing? Like, what are they spreading? You know, they're, they're, yeah. they're dropping something or something privacy related. But yeah, but yeah, but we're going to get into those. I think I had a lot of fun on that one because I have so many funny ones growing up and stuff. Yeah. That, you know, 
not just the predicting the world's going to end, but just. I don't. I don't know if you had this one, but that here in Florida where I live, it was every year from middle school all the way up because middle school we all thought we were in gangs. You know, we were part of Folk Nation West Side and all this other stuff. We had no idea about any of it. You know, we're just a bunch of idiot kids, and. Uh, but every year, I don't remember, it was right around the, close to the end of the school year, it was always a rumor that Folk Nation and the KKK were going to get in a fight out on the PE playground. <laughs> and it went all the way up in, in the high school, you know. It's like now that I think about it, like, we were like, oh, man, it's going to get bad out here, yeah. you know. And I like, think about it, and I'm like, we were some true idiots back yeah. then. You know? <laughs> we, like, believed absolutely everything. It's still you know? the same today. We're not, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, oh, well, it was another great episode. Um Keep following us, listening to us, and everything. We thank you for everything. So, uh, with yeah. the intergalactic uh, Neanderthals, I'm Jose. I'm Jesse Harbor Freight. We're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. Bye. See you.